Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm uh, Grant Cone, the originator of the Cone Phone, the uh, answerer of the Cone Phone. I'll be talking to you guys for the next hour, hour and a half, and I'll do this again tomorrow before football starts. So what I want to know from you guys today is how you feel about your team at the bye week, to, uh, four and four. Uh, so coming off an NFC Championship game appearance, you think four and four, not exciting, not great. But they beat the Rams last week, and Niner fans really feeling really happy about that. I want to know how you feel. And I'm not being snarky. You've heard how I feel all week. I'd love to hear takes from all sides. Uh, if you feel great, I want to know why. If you're feeling not that great, I want to know why. Also, if you want to talk about the Warriors, I'm game two because suddenly they're really interesting. What are they, like three and seven? And they got that James Wiseman. who Nothing against him. He's probably a really nice guy. But... Um, he looks like he's the biggest bust since Jamarcus Russell. Not his fault. That's the Warriors' fault. Joe Lacob's fault. And he's so powerful and so successful, it seems like everyone in the Bay Area is like, oh, I can't say how terrible his pick was. So if you want to talk about that, I'm game. Okay, uh, what I want to talk about first before, before we uh, get into the calls. Anyway, I put the link in the description for the video and the, uh, what do you call it, the chat. So if you want to call in, click that. Brush your, teeth, brush your teeth first, though. Wash your face. There's a debate going around on Twitter about who would you rather have quarterbacking this team right now? Who, who would you rather have as the quarterback of a stacked roster? Jimmy Garoppolo now or Prime Alex Smith? And it's interesting. I feel, I feel like most Niner fans would say, well, maybe it de depends how old you are. If you're old and nostalgic, you might say Alex Smith. If you're younger, you might say Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo had a has a far superior win percentage in the regular season than Alex Smith had with the 49ers. Um, people didn't really like Alex Smith at the time. He was the number one pick. He played as a young guy. He lost a lot. He wasn't quite ready. He had some bad coaches, and he needed to develop. And Niner fans wanted him benched. I mean, they used to chant it during games. We want... David Carr, he got benched for Troy Smith. I don't even remember what his name was. He went to Ohio State. It was bad. And then Jim Harbaugh came and uh, resurrected his career. But what I want to say, Alex Smith at 28 was the quarterback of that 2012 team that went to the Super Bowl. He got replaced halfway through. But his quarterback rating that year was 104. His completion percentage that year was 70. I mean, that was at 28, and that was after like a year and a half in the system. It was the first time Alex Smith had been in a system for more than one season ever, and all of a sudden, he was the most efficient he'd ever been and more efficient than Jimmy Garoppolo ever was. And he didn't get to play in the playoffs that year because he got replaced by Kaepernick, who also was very good and really did well in the playoffs that year. So not, not saying that was the wrong call, but we're talking who would you rather have between these game managers Alex Smith, I mean, Alex Smith had a better skill set. He was less limited, the way I see it. With Jimmy Garoppolo, he plants himself in one spot. He doesn't throw the ball away. He doesn't really throw the ball deep very much. He plants himself on his back foot and throws with that little quick release, like floaters over the middle. And when he completes it, you say it's a gutsy pass. And when he gets intercepted, you say, like, what were you thinking? And that's every game he's ever played. Alex Smith, at least he, you know, didn't just force passes over the middle. He would throw passes away. He could avoid sacks. He would use his legs. He could scramble. 
I'm not saying he was a great passer, but I just felt he was way more um, mature. He made better decisions. He wouldn't lose the game for you. And then in his first playoff game ever, he like outdueled Drew Brees and made huge plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Jimmy's never done that. I mean, he made the throw to Vernon Davis in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, then ran for the touchdown. Huge plays. Jimmy's the worst fourth quarter quarterback statistically in the history of the of the sport. Um, and then the next week against the Giants, they lost, but Alex Smith didn't lose the game. He wasn't the reason they lost. They they lost because of special teams, those fumbles. Uh, so I'm just saying I think Alex Smith would be the pick for me. I think he'd be the pick. I mean, Andy Reid traded for Alex Smith. You think Andy Reid would ever be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't see it. Andy Reid coached under Mike Holmgren and coached under Bill Walsh. Those coaches want quarterbacks who can use their legs. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brett Favre, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Nothing against Jimmy. It's just that his limitations are so apparent that when you get to the playoffs and teams are really prepared and dialed in to take away what he does well, they do it. He's never had a good game in the playoffs. But he will, if, you, if, you, if he catches you slipping in November, oh, he's got you. All right. That's what I wanted to say. That is my uh, rant on Jimmy Garoppolo versus Alex Smith. Let's take some calls. Omer, are you pulled over? Are you driving? You pulled over? All right, let's talk, buddy. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Grant? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm uh, I'm really into like, uh, or I'm trying to get into sports journalism. I'm like okay. at fourth year at college right now, so um, I don't know, trying to pave my way into there somehow. Nice. Um, so I was looking at the Niners' schedule, and now that they're four and four. They really don't have, like, a lot of, like, room to, uh, you know, mess up like they did earlier into the season. Um, and I always see the Niners, they post, like, uh, like how would you grade this performance? Or it's, like, some channel, like, the SF Niners or something. It's always, like, A-plus when they, like, win any game. And then an F when they, like, lose any game. And I'm sort of, like, more in the middle sometimes. Sometimes they, like, play okay and lose because, like, you know, really bad plays by one or two players. So I was just wondering, like, what... Um, so if, say if the Niners lose this next game or the one after, or if they lose both, do you think like all Niners fans are going to sort of be like out on the season? Cause even my cousins, we've been watching for like a long time and we're all always like, uh, we're always joking about putting Brock Purdy in and, uh, yeah, just cause I, I think the offense is really, really limited with Jimmy and I don't think Brock Purdy is going to like save anyone, but, um, yeah, I think there's like a very low ceiling or Jimmy's ceiling is so much lower than any other quarterback that you could put in this offense, I feel. Yeah, um, it's too bad they didn't draft someone better than Brock Purdy. Uh, no offense to Brock yeah. Purdy. But the last pick in the draft, that's a little cute to mm-hmm. me. I mean, the Patriots got took one. They took a guy in the fourth round, and he's good enough to start and win games for them. If, if Brock Purdy can do that, I'd be surprised. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um and also, um, what do you feel like, because um, I feel like Fred Warner, even last season, he like came on like um, at the end of the season, more so than in the beginning. Do you think, uh, like, because you always say, and I, I sort of agree when Niners play, pay players, they tend to start doing a lot worse. Um, how do you feel like um, Fred Warner is going to do like near the end of the season? Because I think he like, if he plays good, our offense or our defense can be really, really good. But if he doesn't, it's like. You know, he needs to fill in a lot of the holes that, like, um, the defensive line can't really carry in, like, for the run game and stuff. 
Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Fred Warner this year because Dre Greenlaw's hurt, uh, Aziz Alshair's hurt, and the whole defense is in and out. He needs to be really, really good. So far, he's been able to do that. He wasn't uh, those two weeks Atlanta and Kansas City, but last week he was good. You saw that running spear hit he had. I just feel like the Niners are always telling their players, you know, extreme violence, run, uh, play as fast as you can. I just don't think it leads to longevity for these careers, and he plays a high-impact position. So, I mean, just realistically, I don't expect... I mean, you got to expect him to be probably battling through some injuries by the time Week 17, 18 come around, and he's just going to have to soldier through it. Hopefully, it's nothing he can't play through because Greenlaw and Alshair are working through that stuff right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, those are the two questions I had. Thanks a lot, Grant, and um, I hope you have a nice day, man. You too, man. Thanks for calling in. Bryant. Hey, Mr. What's up, Grant. dude? How you doing? Nice hat. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, I just really, you know, wanted to ask you two questions too, real quick. Um, sure. We got we got three games left in the division, the Niners, and uh, how do you think they'll they'll do? Do you think you know they go six and zero? Do you think they go four and two? Do you think they split? That's an interesting question. Um, Arizona is very interesting to me. Yes. Because. Like, let's talk about Arizona. Everyone makes fun of Arizona because of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and all that stuff. But they're three and four against the Niners in the last four. No, three and one against the Niners in the last four. Sorry, math. Um, I think they're a tough matchup for the Niners. I feel like they give the Niners more problems than they give anyone else in the division. Um, Yeah, and if you look back at, you know, like when they came into the Niners division with the Seahawks, since then they have really – really own the Niners um before that the Niners had a winning record against them sure. but now it's like almost tied up I think even like Harbaugh had a tough time against him correct back in the day yeah Do you remember the Kaepernick interception defuncle yeah absolutely it's been going on for a long time so like um, but, I think we overlook them a lot because we have this stigmatism against the Seahawks but go ahead well I think they what they do offensively kind of gives the Niners problems the Niners uh are sort of an old school defense that's built the front seven, not the back seven as much, although that changed this year. But like all that, all those premium players uh, on the D line built to stop the run between the tackles. Well, Cardinals don't run the ball well at all. Like they want to just throw screens, and that gets that like Nick Bosa and the Niners D linemen chasing side to side. It kind of takes them out of the game. And then when they do pass, Kyler Murray he wants to scramble and run around and get out of the pocket. And the Niners are so bad at keeping mobile quarterbacks in the pocket. I mean, Nick Bosa included. Yes. I I, I feel like what they do is they just rush. It's all about the get off, right? You got to time the snap and get off and get off quickly and get in the backfield. But I mean, all that momentum and power going to one spot, all it takes is a quarterback who can juke you a little bit, and all of a sudden it's chaos. We saw Justin Fields do it. We've seen Kyler Murray do it any number of times. And I feel like other teams do a better job against sort of gimmicky quarterbacks like that. But the Niners, I mean, all of a sudden, Marcus Mariota's a player of the week against the 49ers. Uh, and Kyler's a lot slipperier, slipperier, slipperier than Marcus Mariota. So I, I'm not saying the, the Cardinals are going to beat him twice this year. But I think a lot of people think the Niners are going to beat them twice. And I'm looking at that as maybe a split. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know it's not the fan favorite pick here, but I think we split. I think we go two and one. I think we're gonna, you know, get get a win against the Cardinals and Seattle. We might lose that game. Um, it, it's it's an ugly game up there in Seattle. It's like we got to play the refs too. And then the other question is: Is do you see it's a turf field? 
It's yeah. it, it's it's really loud. Like that is a legit home field. It's like going to play the Rams in SoFi. It's not like that. Uh, it's really hard to play there, and they, that defense is way better than it was week two. And the Niners, I mean, who knows what they're going to look like. I really feel like losing Emmanuel Mosley is the biggest loss. People talk about Trey Lance. Um, Yeah, that's really big too. But they have a backup who's been a starter in this system for five years. To go from Emmanuel Mosley to Diamador Lenore, oh my God. And you're never going to – unless Jason Verrett can save this secondary, you're always going to have that weakness that teams like Buffalo and Kansas City – like the – Philly can really attack. And that's too, yeah. we're not going to see necessarily like those tests in the regular season. The Niners could run the table, feel great about themselves, get to the playoffs, and then face a team with like kind of like Kansas City with some real firepower and lose. And be like, yeah. damn, well, at least the regular season was fun. I mean, that could all happen. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't. And my last question real quick, because I know everybody's calling. No one's calling in. You can say in as long as you want. It's just me and you today. Okay. Hey, Seriously. We, we could have a really good show. Let's just uh, do the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, Armstead's coming back at all? I can't predict. Like, that's the thing that's so scary about with his injury, the plantar fasciitis. The Niners can't predict. You'd be like, so what's the timeline for Eric Armstead? Like, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. You kind of just check on him every week, and you look at the swelling, and if it goes down, scary stuff. And I think this is the kind of injuries that happen to athletes as they approach 30, certain athletes as they approach 30. And it's just the unfortunate reality of athletics and players getting older and again i think the niners really need to reassess their willingness to give out big second contracts to players because one it's football two it doesn't seem like um careers are getting longer it feels like they're getting shorter and even the ones that do go along it's guys that are just like constantly rehabbing and trying to get back at a certain once they get to like 26 or 27 with certain exceptions and so the Niners in particular have a really bad track record of keeping players on the field. Maybe you're the kind of team that should just have some self-awareness and stick with the young guys. I don't know. I don't know. So I know we're on Armstead right now. And with you being there, you hear a lot more than I do. Um, I can read as much as I can, but you're there closer. So is it true that his injury is going foot to foot now? Yeah, that's the weird thing. So they said he had plantar fasciitis in one foot, and then he was, like, working his way back, and apparently he injured his other foot in practice or during the rehab process Yeah, and hasn't really been able to do anything since then. And I hate to keep coming back to the Niners um, training staff because I don't know anything about it, but how many times has a player suffered a setback or gotten injured again while rehabbing under the supervision of the 49er staff. I mean, it happens too often. It's happened more than once. So that's just so strange. And now it feels like this injury, I don't know, is almost worse than the original because now he's, there's no word of him. You've never seen him at practice. He's never out there like almost coming back. Maybe this week. Maybe this week. But yeah, yeah. you keep asking Kyle like, hey man, how's Ar- Armstead doing? He's like, oh, he's doing great. Making progress. Okay, and then it's like Wednesday and he's not practicing. It's like, okay, should you have put him on IR? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Just keeping a roster spot for someone who's not playing or practicing. I know he's a fan favorite. I know he's been on the team forever. You know, he's a California guy. He's a Sacramento native. You know, he does a lot for the community. But I think you've nailed it. I think hindsight, a lot of people's nailed it. We should have kept Buckner. 
but right since he's been out, it seems like everybody can just run up the middle on the Niners. And at this point, nobody seems to be able to contain the middle. And I think you're right. Fred Warner has to do something big here soon. And if he doesn't, then, you know, we're going to, that's what's going to happen. Cause if we do feel like somebody like Buffalo in the Super Bowl, Josh Allen's just going to run straight through our defense, straight through it. That's the thing. Like people have really good feelings about the Niners right now. Cause they smashed the Rams, but mm-hmm. the Rams are not a measuring stick. Like they were last year. The Rams can't run the ball at all because they can't block. That's why them trading for Christian McCaffrey would have been real cute. Like, okay, he's going to look terrible on your team. You can't block anyone. So the Niners just shut down the Rams' run game. Great. Like, are you going to shut down the Chargers' run game? Are you going to shut down? I mean, I'm just curious because, as you pointed out, without Armstead, even though I feel he's overpaid, he's still a good player. When he's on the field, he's making a positive impact, even if it's not – as great of an impact as I think his contract um, requires, still, he is good against the run, and he creates pressure against the pass. And now, you don't have that at either defensive tackle spot, and you're eventually going to have to go against some teams that can exploit that. The Rams aren't one of them. That's my thing with the Rams when people keep like saying, like, hey, boom, there you go. And it's like, oh, the Rams are going nowhere. That is That team is not... Someone put uh, Andy Liu on... Uh, He's a, he's uh, Lightyear's pod. He's phenomenal. I was on his show last week. He can he compared the, the the Niners' energy right now to the Houston Rockets. It's like whoa whoa whoa. You're celebrating because you beat the Rams in a regular season game, and now you're four and four. Like that's the kind of stuff the Rockets would do when they beat the the Warriors in the regular season. Like okay, that's one game. The Warriors won the won the, beat you in the championship last year to go and win the finals. So that's the, the kind of made me laugh about this yeah. whole week with the with the Niners. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's always great to beat the Rams and stuff, but like people saying they're the scariest team in the NFL and they're going to the Super Bowl now. It's like, do you not remember how you felt last week? <laughs> you yeah. remember how you felt or the week before? That's why, I like, you know, I want to be confident against. Any, I'm a fan, you know, I want to be confident against any team that the Niners play. But for sure, looking back at like last year, I think that was probably our window. Because we would have been playing Cincinnati. You can't guarantee a team like Cincinnati is going to win the championship and go to the Super Bowl this year. It's looking more like it's going to be Buffalo or Kansas City. I know that's what it was last year looking like, but you know, Cincinnati became that unicorn. In retrospect, both teams in the Super Bowl last year were kind of mediocre. Correct. That's what's going on with the NFL these days. Like these teams that make it all the way aren't necessarily that much better than teams that miss the playoffs entirely. It's that's parody. And so the Niners had a real chance last year because, I mean, they beat both teams that were in the Super Bowl. In the, in the, they literally beat both teams. They were 3-0 and against the teams in the Super yeah. Bowl. But they couldn't get the job done. And now both of those teams are on the outside looking in, like flimsy-ass teams. And the Niners are still chugging away, trying to, but they're 4-4. Four and four. Right, But now, to your point, you got, it seems like they're better teams. You got an undefeated Philly team. The Chiefs have been together a long time. They're good. The Bills look really good. This might be a tougher year to win a Super Bowl. Last year was a nice. It, I mean, Mahomes. They weren't. They weren't in it. It was. It was the the fraudulent Bengals with Zach Taylor, Kyle Shanahan, Midwest over there. All right, I'm done. Well, I'm you know, done. out of the, the remaining schedule, I would have to say that the division games are probably the scariest for the Niners at this point because we play them twice a year, and they know us probably better than any of the other teams. I think you know the Niners. Barring injuries and going in confident, because um, San Diego's still pretty banged up a little bit, as far as I understand. And New Orleans, um, they're in and out. 
they shut out the Raiders, but you know, that's the Raiders. And then, you know, the Niners got to beat the Raiders and, you know, from there on out, it's at the Tampa Bay and we don't know what t- uh, Tom Brady will be getting that game. Are we getting old man Tampa or are we getting Tom Brady that wants to come to the Niners next year? True. Frank, I see you there. You're next, uh, buddy. Let's, um, let's talk about the chargers for a second because let's not overlook the chargers. No. They're what? Four and three. Now, it looks like kind of a fraudulent 4-3. and three. I think they've given up way, like 30 more points than they've scored, which isn't – they're not a good team. I mean, they lost J.C. Jackson. They Keenan Allen's been hurt. But they have one hell of a quarterback, and he yeah. can move. Um, I know he's been hurt. I don't know if he's still hurt. But uh, if the Niners lost to Justin Fields and Marcus Mariota, you can't just write off the Chargers here. No. No. And I think no. – um, I think they played each each other this week. I think it's San Diego versus Atlanta. Oh, beautiful. That'll be very in, informative to watch. Hey, man, thanks right. for having me on. Everybody, if Kyle starts slipping, buy a hat. That's right. Thanks for carrying the show, man. Good stuff. All right. Thanks All for right, having later. me. You have a great for day. For sure. You too. Frank. Grant, big fan. How are you? Oh, thank Been you. Been watching you for a long time, since following you since the Press Democrat days. Um, Appreciate you. When, Where are you from? Uh, Clear Lake, California. Oh, wow. Cool. Up in Lake County. Nice. Northern California. Yeah. So anyways, North Bay. hey, uh, went to the Chiefs game. First game ever for a 49er fan. And um, it was uh, it was rough. It was rough. But, uh, Sorry. It was really Sorry. rough. But anyways, so um, just want to talk a little bit about Debo. Okay. Um, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. So, uh, you know, he, he dropped a couple balls. And... Uh, it just it was it was a really rough game as a 49er fan and uh it was uh let's see what else did i want to talk about well grant you know everybody's really been uh uh the 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 major broadcasters have really been uh watching you and i can tell that they're uh everything that you're saying the next day they're saying it uh, so it's it's really awesome to see uh, your recognition. And uh, so back in the day, though, Seb, old coach, all those guys. Yeah, uh, I used to comment a little bit, but um, Seb, seeing, Seb, yes. Seb. Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. But seeing, seeing you, you, uh, uh, you know, just grab it and go with it. And just it's been a really awesome ride, Grant. Just want to say man. thank you for uh, everything you do. I'm kind of nervous here, so you know this is my first time. So maybe next time well, I'll on. be a little more calm. Frank, I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Did you were you a, a commenter in the in the forums back then? I did a, a little bit. My little bit. my handle was like Waterman Ten or something like that. Okay. Waterman underscore Ten. So okay. I commented a little bit, but man, that was wild and crazy. Seb Seb was quite the character back then, and uh, uh, yeah, so he no, was, was the center awesome. of attention, right? I wonder what yeah. happened to these people. And then watching you, you know, you're doing your Periscope thing. And uh, and they just kind of uh, blossomed from there into the YouTube. I started following when you had about four thousand followers, and Thanks, um, no, but it's it's awesome. It's it's been a um, crazy ride as a as a Forty Nine er fan because you know I've been a fan since in the eighties, and um, you know I agree excellence. You know we we believe in excellence and we believe in good quarterback play, yeah. and it's just it's been you know I'm a huge Steve Young fan. Um, you know, the, the, the last Super Bowl, um, that was my first Super Bowl party that I ever had. Hmm. So, um, 
but anyways, uh, it was great. Isn't it kind of frustrating? Isn't it kind of frustrating how, like, yeah, I mean, you were never going to have dynasties like they had back then because the salary cap kind of prevents that. But Niner fans want great quarterback play. And every time Jed York hires a coach, the first thing the coach says is like, we're going to run the ball. It's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay, can, can, we, can we please pass the ball? Can we please right. pass the ball? Like, we invented right. passing the ball. We freaking invented that. I'm just saying. We modernized it. I mean, you know, we, we always had a good defense. You know, defense wins championship. But yes. you got to pass the ball. You know, yes. and, uh, you know, let's get some, uh, you know, yak guys are cool. But, you know, getting guys that can catch the ball and, and run good routes and uh, have a little finesse. I mean, that's cool, too. But, uh, you know. This 49ers football is is uh Passing to set up the run. I mean, what what York football is is Midwest running to set up the pass. Like, no, 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 no. Bill Wall showed us the way in 1979. But here we are. Here we are. are. It's funny. Chip Kelly and and Kyle Shanahan have the same philosophy. Kyle Shanahan goes slow. He huddles up. Mm -hmm. He does motion. Chip Kelly goes very fast. No huddle, no motion. But essentially, they want to run the ball. Jim Harbaugh wanted to run the ball. Mike Nolan wanted to run the ball. Mike Singleton. Because that's what Jed wants to do because he grew up in Youngstown. He's probably a Bears fan at heart. That's my rant. Well, yeah, because it's like you're saying, the cold weather teams. You know, we're not a cold weather team. We, no. You know, that's what cold weather teams do is run the football. You yeah, know? that's what they do. <laughs> and it's great. You got to be balanced. You got to be balanced. But I feel like Jed wants to just run the ball. It's like, no. No, right. we got to pass it sometimes. Can we get a bit? And we're over here talking about who's a better quarterback, Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, are those the only options? These are the 49ers. Oh, my God. So the, the Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick battles, you know? And so uh, then we got the Trey Lance and the Jimmy Garoppolo battles. And yeah. that's another thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, when they kept uh, Jimmy, you know, not that I hate Jimmy, but uh, when they kept Jimmy, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the writing was on the wall that, yep. that they were going to get Trey hurt. And, um, you know, that they really, or, they yeah, that they were going to use him irresponsibly. They, they were going to use him without backup. conscience. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. They had a backup plan. And, yeah. uh, so when I, when it, it almost it, kind of foreshadowed how they were going to use him, like, Hey, you know, we don't really feel that great about passing based on what just happened. So we're going to run a lot at first to win games. And there's this inherent risks that comes with that. So might as well keep Jimmy and just say that. You know, I, that's kind of how it feels in retrospect, right? Hey, yes. you know, well, here's the game plan for week one. Let's keep Jimmy. All, all the fans were saying, you know, I'm not all the fans, but we were all saying, you know, let's not run them between the tackle. Let's not have another Arizona game. Let's not have another Arizona game. And then they kept Jimmy. You know, they had a backup plan. They ran him through the, you know, in the tackles. And they're doing the same thing with Christian McCaffrey, you know, keeping him in the fourth quarter. I was yelling at my TV. I was like, what are you guys doing? Get him out of there, you know? And uh, it was just, you know, and then, and then Kyle, you know, the national reporters are even asking him or the local reporters were asking him, Hey, why were you guys running Christian? And he gets defensive and, and, you know, Oh, um, because we almost lost that game to Detroit, dude. You have Jeff Wilson Jr. on the team. He's he just was averaging eight yards of carry last week, and now you don't trust him. Oh, because he fumbled right. that. Well, Christian fumbled in this game twice. That's right. That's right. In the same yeah. game. It's it's great. You know, um, I think people are watching you, and uh, and 
the questions that keep on being asked are getting, you know, Kyle's getting more and more serious questions. People are starting to question him. And uh, it's funny he's how... He's got a two-week reprieve because he beat the Rams and he's got a bye week. But he better beat the Chargers or else all the questions come back. That's right. And we're yeah. such a, a yo-yo as a as fan base. You know, one week we lose, it's the end of the world. Next week we win. And all of a sudden we're, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're but to be fair to the fan base, doesn't it feel like that's kind of like what happens when you're rooting for a good team that's kind of poorly coached? When they win, it's like, boom, okay, they're back on track. And they lose, it's like, are you kidding me? Kyle! <laughs> It's the Falcons. Like what? You know what I'm saying? Like I think that that's kind of fair. To yeah. be, I mean, that's kind of. It's not year one. It's not like, hey guys, let's be patient. They just started. Like no, they changed the culture. These are all their players. They made all the trades and draft picks they needed, and this is what they have. It's like four and four. Okay, great. If you could turn around and and get it right from here, great. But if you lose to the Chargers, it's fair to be like, I'm losing confidence. Well, it's, it's really going to depend on whether or not the other team wants to catch those interceptions or not. I mean, you know. The Rams didn't feel like it this week. They just didn't uh, feel like it. Yeah. Ramsey was like, no, you win. Yeah, Ramsey, I, I love seeing him getting clowned. He's he's so feisty, and he always does a little extra af, af, after every play. So to see him get bulldozed by Debo and, and just uh, totally miss that interception, it's it's kind of fun to see as, as a fan. The fact that Ramsey repeatedly – gets into little things uh, with Robbie Gould, the kicker, more than once in, more, in, in multiple games, I think NFC Championship game too. It must mean that the Niners are in his head somehow. The kicker? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Niners are in the, uh, in the Rams' head, definitely. Whatever I mean, Robbie's doing, keep doing. He's Love got that. a little extra for everybody, though. When he tackles somebody, he'll flip the leg up or, or do crazy stuff like that. But – um, I played baseball growing up, not that I was great at it, but the way I always felt, you know, in Little League and in high school, like if, if there's something on the other team that, that some player didn't like, do that. Keep doing right. that. Take him out of the game. I mean, take right. his head out of the game. You're not breaking rules. Like, like remember remember when um, uh, Alex Rodriguez walked over the mound and Dallas Braden lost it and was like, get off my mound! That was 10 years ago. <laughs> if I were Alex Rodriguez or on the Yankees, we would have just walked over the mound every single play. Like, what are you right. going to do about it, dude? Right. Every single time. And you're pissed. And now you're mad. Okay, good. I want you to be mad because now you're not going to play as well. And how anyway. about that half, the halfback pass? I mean, the Rams didn't know that that was going to come again. I mean, that that was just... I, I how many? And two games in a... No. Well, they didn't do it. They, they probably should have called it in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Dumb. It worked again. Right. All right, right, Frank. Hey, you calmed down and did really good. I knew you would. You Thanks, you were trying to run off the show. You did a good job. <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, I got a lot of things to say, but you know, I just I'm gonna during the week. I, I always think, man, I'm gonna talk to Grant about this. I'm gonna talk about Grant about that. I never do, but I'm gonna start writing things down, and I'll be a little better prepared next time. You were great, Frank. Don't thank apologize. You were phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Good All stuff. Right, All right, take care. Uh, Colton, I think you're driving. So if you could just pull over, we could talk because it's a liability and all of that. So Colton's driving, but when he's when he pulls over, we're going to talk for shizzle. Oh, here we go. Irvin. What's up, man? Hold on. You're muted. Press the little thing. What's up, my man? What's up, man? How you doing? Can't complain at all, man. Good. Ain't nobody going to listen anyway. But, uh, how are you, man? How you been? Same, same. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Can't yep. complain. Yep. Yep, yep. What's up, man? Listen, I just wanted to jump in real quick. Um, 
to talk about uh, <clears throat> this whole trade with Jeff Jeff Wilson, man. Um, still kind of like torn because I mean I agree with you, man, on it because I I didn't see why they were making the move when they made it. Um, to me, they could have benefited from having him at least through the end of the season. Uh, worst case scenario, you know, he would have walked at the end of the season, got a better deal. They still could have got some type of compensation out of it. I got, a, um, I got a question for you. Why were they so disrespectful to Jeff Wilson Jr.? Let's compare Jeff Wilson Jr. to um, to Sean Gibson, okay? Elijah Mitchell goes down. Jimmy Ward goes down. Tashawn Gibson steps up. Jimmy Jeff Wilson steps up. Who played better? Exactly. You could argue. You could argue Wilson was. I mean, Gibson had some nice moments. Wilson was really good too. J- Jimmy Ward comes back. The Niners are like, sorry, buddy, we got Gibson now. <laughs> sorry, buddy, you were a top one hundred player last year, but we really like Gibson at thirty one years old. And uh, J- Jeff Wilson Jr. is chugging along, and the Niners are like can't wait to freaking replace him. They get McCaffrey fine. Then they're like, oh, Elijah Mitchell's coming back. We're not going to use you anymore. What the hell has Elijah Mitchell done this year? He's been hurt the whole year. And now it's like, hey, we got no use for you anymore, Jeff. Like, okay. Not only I, has it been hurt the whole year, he's been hurt almost the whole, like, his whole the, career. The majority of the time he's been here. Exactly. Right. And, so um, disrespectful, man. Like, really? Disrespectful, man. So you're just going to drop Jeff Wilson de- down to third in the depth chart. Okay. All right. Fine. So, hey, let it, hey. Let the Dolphins get a stud. It, Jeff yeah, Wilson yeah, Jr. Exactly. and Raheem Mostert, that frankly should be the Niners' backfield. It's cheap. It's good. It's in Miami. <laughs> Crazy. Here you go, Mike. Here you go, Mike. Here you go, man. I, yeah, man. Yeah, my, we know. You need him. Yeah. They know yeah. the system. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't understand it, man. And then, like, what's been more of an Achilles heel for these guys? Like, injuries or drafters? You want to? You're so hung up to get draft picks back that you're going to trade somebody who can be beneficial to you down the stretch, right? And you're so bad at keeping veterans healthy that you're trading away all your draft picks to keep to like invest in veterans. Like, have some self awareness. I'm sorry. And, and look, Christian McCaffrey, great so far. Hope he has a Frank Gore like career. But I'm not betting against him. I'm betting against the Niners. You know what I'm saying? I'm betting against the Niners. Yeah. Let's not forget his history of injuries the last couple of years, man. You've, I've seen him in person, man. He's he doesn't he's not exactly built like Frank Gore. He's kind of yeah. small. Sorry. I mean, we, they're gonna we, give him twenty seven touches a game. Good luck, Christian. Listen, he looked great last week. He did. But let's not ignore the fact that he had two fumbles. He did. And if he wasn't if we didn't have Johnny on the spot guys there to get the ball when he fumbled, it would have been a lot different. <laughs> it would have been a lot the different. Second, the, I mean, the first fumble was a drop. The second fumble, ooh, he got stuck so hard by Jalen Ramsey. This is the difference in the game. Jalen Ramsey annihilates Christian McCaffrey. The ball pops right up in the air. Right up in the air. Like in Green Bay. And just lands majestically, magically, magically. in Ray Ray's hands. So it just, that's luck. And then... Jalen Ramsey again has a chance to change the game and jumps the uh, the pass, drops the pick. He's a hell of a player, but his he got unlucky on one and he dropped the ball on the other. But that's the game right there, essentially. Those could have been game changing plays, man. And then what anyway, would have been the talk? Would, then would the narrative be exactly? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, hey, but as long as they beat the Chargers next week, none of it matters. Hey, what, as a fan, do you think that they're this bye week? Getting healthy, figuring it out, turning it around. Here they go, or or uh, 
Are you thinking like, man, we just beat the Rams. Like I have no confidence. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think the momentum is good for them right now. I think, you know, the bye week came at a great time. You know, the Rams game came at an even better time. So you, everything is pointing in the right direction. Um, so it's really all in the balls in their court to, Thank you. to do what's, what's right with it. If they don't, yeah. to they, beat the Chargers, you know what the rest of the season is going to be <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So. Well, if they beat Justin Herbert, I mean, on the one hand, I'll be impressed. On the other hand, it's like uh, Seahawks did it. Like you're trying exactly. to take down the Seahawks, right? Your game behind him. Well, you know, Seahawks beat him by two touchdowns, so they put up 37 on him. You know? This game is yeah. important, man. It's, it's going to yeah. tell us what the rest of this season is going to be, what the trajectory is going to be for the rest That's of the true. season. Because so. the Niners are one in four outside the division. One in three, one in four, one in three, one mm-hmm. in four. It's not good. So, yeah, if that's a problem, then they're going to lose to the Chargers. If that's just, you know, a quirk of the early season, then they'll beat the Chargers. Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll Fred find Carver. out. Thank you, man. See you good again, stuff. See you, man. All right. All right, Colton uh, has been pulled over. He's like, man, I shouldn't have pulled over. I've been pulled over here for like five minutes. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> I pulled good, over for this guy, and he like makes me wait. Sorry. No, no worries, man. Um, Where are you calling yeah, from? Uh, Napa. I'm actually working today, man. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Um. So my call. Um. It. I think it's week two, man, and mm-hmm. I've had like this pit in my stomach. Um. Like when when Trey went down, and even though like we're winning games and we're making moves and stuff like that, I, there's just something that's like, not that, not that it's all for not, or if we're beating the dead horse about Trey, but it's like, what could have been, you know what I mean? And that, that kind of sticks with me a little bit. Yeah. It's like the 49ers sort of committed an original sin on the season. <laughs> and you can't, you can't like, you can't undo that. Yeah. 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 They're doing their best to undo it, but they did it. And, yeah. it, and they're culpable. And the way they reacted made it worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah it's true. It's, it's just it's something hard. I mean, I know I know everyone talks about it, but it's just it, – it's it's nice watching them win and win games and stuff like that when they do. But it's – I don't know. You just think about the other things. Um, yeah. I, it, when they drafted him, everyone's like, man, you know, this is the perfect situation for a young yeah. quarterback. Because yeah. it, the team is so good and he gets to sit. But the other side of that was – the coach and him are on different timelines. The coach is so far into his tenure without a winning record or a championship to justify his job. So he has to win now, and he can't really ever let Trey Lance develop as a passer. So they use him as a runner, when frankly the irony is that they, he needed to develop as a runner too. He doesn't slide. He doesn't do the zone read well. He didn't even do that play in college. He was a scrambler and a quarterback draw uh, artist. And, and, and a quarterback. He was Frankly, he was a quarterback in college. Who would uh, scramble? And then Kyle's like, "No, I want to use him like Justin Fields, man." Then you should have drafted Justin Fields, right? Straight up, right. Uh, you should have drafted Justin Fields. Right. That's what he did. He, he he did the zone read in college. Why is he in the shotgun? You liked him because he was under center in college, man. And what's crazy is when you had to use him as a quarterback, week seventeen, season on the line, got to win this game. He came through with twenty points in the second half, obliterated okay. that team. It was just the Texans, but uh, they made Her- they they made Herbert look bad. I'm just saying. Kyle bugs me with that. He bugs me with that. He's not good at developing young young quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. He's and not. then all, all all these guys that aren't aren't in the Bay Area or aren't aren't seeing him every day when he was like in training camp and stuff. This like he's not a good thrower of the deep ball or like whatever whatever it is. Right. It's just it's 
it's just it's it's bad to see, man. But yeah. Okay. My call, dude. Okay. So so hold on, hold on. So he had he had that one game. He threw four deep passes this year, right? He didn't get to do anything against Seattle. He threw the four. The first one he missed to Tyler Croft. He hit the next three in that game. What if that first one was to Ross Dwelly? <laughs> I'm just saying. He don't he don't draw. He doesn't draw. I'm just saying it might have been a completion, man. Hard to miss Ross. Yeah, yeah man. All right, man. Well, thanks for pulling over. I appreciate no, you. No, absolutely, man. You have a good day. You too. All right. Um, New York, Nick, you're next. I think I missed a couple uh, uh, comments, so let me get them real quick, and then I'll get you, New York, Nick, all right? Can you wait like two seconds? Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Chris Holt, feeling good because of the momentum mostly. When the Niners have the mental side covered, I feel they can beat any team in the league. Thoughts? Yes, but, you know, they had momentum coming off of uh, two big wins against the the Rams and the Panthers. Big-time momentum. Went to West Virginia, you know, did like – team bonding and all kind of stuff and then just got demolished two weeks in a row so i'm curious to know how much momentum is a factor with this team milf hunter on on the hunt for milfs says niners with jimmy lead nfl in passing number one dvoa wtf i didn't know that that's crazy i don't even know how that formula works because i was an english major and i stopped doing math in high school and i don't remember any math class i've taken probably like, if my kid is in sixth grade, when my kid gets to sixth grade and, and he or she's like, hey, dad, can you help me with my math? I'm going to be like, no, you're on your own. <laughs> Sorry. Dustin says, what situation would most likely cause Trey to be the quarterback next year? Maybe making the playoffs but getting eliminated the first round. Like, not too much success, Jimmy Garoppolo, but not too lim- uh, little. Hot seat. If the Niners don't win the Super Bowl and Kyle comes back next year, I feel like he's got to win it next year. And if his job is on the line, I just don't see him putting it in the hands of Trey Lance coming off three years on the shelf. I still think he's going to try to make a run. Does he have any picks left, though? He could trade Trey Lance straight up for Kirk Cousins. He's going to do something really irresponsible. That's what I think. But I hope they let Trey Lance be the quarterback of this team. All right, New York Nick. What's up, man? Grant. What up, Grant? What's up? How you doing? Good, man. How are you, brother? Pretty good. Good, man. Um, So... You kind of answered my question. I, I was I was going to ask you um, because I know you picked this team to win the Super Bowl um, before the season. I was going to ask you if that's still your um, – I, I don't think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. I feel like, you know, they could run the table in the regular season. They don't have that many tough games left. But um, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think losing Mosley hurt. Big time. I guess, look, what could change that? Let me be optimistic here and not just write him off. If Verrett comes back and plays like Mosley, that's a game changer. If Armstead comes back, um, if Debo picks it up a little bit, if this new coaching staff gets it together, I mean, yeah. like Look at the NFL. There's no great teams. All you got to do is be a little lucky, pretty much. You got to be kind of lucky. And if the Niners can win their division and not have to go, I think last year was tough. They had to go all those road games back to back to back. Week 18, they four road games in a row. Mm-hmm. You're eventually you're going to fall apart in the fourth quarter of one, I would yep. imagine. So, look, I, I'm hard on the Niners. They're not a great team. There are no great teams in the NFL. There are none. And if, you, if there are any, they're in the AFC. So, yep. you know, you say the Niners haven't faced anyone. The, the Eagles haven't faced anyone. Their quarterback isn't playoff tested. You know what I'm saying? Nope. You know, you don't know who's going to be healthy for them when the playoffs start. You have no idea. I mean, the Niners getting healthier or, or worse. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is probably like 
we don't know. Like he might be Jimmy G level when the, in the playoffs. Right. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got benched in the in the uh, national championship game in college. Right. For right. two, he got straight up benched right. at halftime. That was a big game. Yeah. Now, did he win? He might have won a national championship too. I forget. I don't follow college football. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree with your sentiments. I think that this team is not. Um, and remember last year when they were going to go on this run, and you and Jesse were talking about, um, does this team give you uh, like 2011 Giants vibes or like 2007 Giants? Vibes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're very. I feel like the teams are very because they ran similar. the table on the on the road, right? Yeah, right. It's hard They're to do. They're very similarly built. Like this yeah. team is very similar. Like it's built for playoffs, kind of. Like I feel like, I mean, the O line is not that good, but good D line, good run game. But it's the difference is really the coaching as far as like if they were gonna go, like, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like also, also when you, when you travel on the East Coast, as I've learned, everything's hella close. If you go from Pittsburgh to Baltimore, it's like an hour flight. On the West Coast, every flight is like right. two and a half hours minimum. Right. It's exhausting. Yep. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of months ago, uh, before I went to Charlotte, I went to a, uh, to a wedding in Albany, New York. I flew into New York, and I had to leave New York City immediately and take the I train up to Albany. That. I, that was yeah. cool. I mean, I had a good time in Albany, but I, I missed New York. It would have been nice. Right. You ever it spend time in Albany? Um, I've been to Albany once. I mean, honestly, outside of the city, it's so bland, like, going to these, um... It's way like, different. Yeah. It felt like Massachusetts or something. Right. It's way yep. different. Yep. 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 New yep. York, yeah. New York as a state in general is very, very, yeah, it's, it's not really... It feels like, like New York is just the city. Like, once yeah. you get past, like, the Bronx, it's like, eh, it's not really New York anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yonkers. Right. It, it, yeah. <laughs> and upstate, it's crazy. You go upstate, I mean... Not to get political, but you'll go upstate and you'll see like people like with like the Trump with the Trump stickers, the Trump signs, oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What was crazy was so after that I went and I went down to Charlotte and then I drove up to West Virginia and I was leaving West Virginia and like that was they had um, the Confederate flag just out and about. Right. Just like we don't hang right. those anymore. It's 2022. Right. It's 20, it's Whoa. It's like, yeah, but it's also West Virginia. No offense to people in West Virginia, but it's just, right, I yeah. guess the mentality there is like, hey, man, we are, no one's coming through here and, and policing us. Right. It's you know, no, it's us. Yeah. So I was like, it's time to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> like anyway. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> good luck. All right. right. Uh, good, <laughs> good to see you, man. For sure, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Take care. All right, man. I think I'm going to end the show now. Because no one else is in the in the queue. Um, it's Saturday. You got the weekend off. You guys are probably doing fun stuff. Have a good time. I think I'll, I'll do one tomorrow. If you guys are like, if you guys feel, if there's a, a demand for it. Because my wife's working. I ain't got nothing to do. But you guys don't feel t talkative today. So anyway, thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow. And we can do the whole show a ASMR style. Just whispering. That would be so creepy. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot.